Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker, great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. Michelle, literally days before spring training started, I saw Harrison Bader at the Ascension Charity Classic press conference. He's such a great representative of our town. And I said, hey, we got to get you on during spring training. So here we are the last day of spring training. And we have Harrison Bader with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Harrison with Michelle, this is Randy. How you doing? Hey, doing well, guys. Good to be here. Harrison, I know, speaking of you representing St. Louis, that you were very involved in Mardi Gras this year. Was that your first St. Louis Mardi Gras? And if so, what did you think? It was my first St. Louis Mardi Gras audition. It was my first Mardi Gras ever. Um, I thought it was great. You know, I thought there were, I mean, there were literally like hundreds of thousands of people out there. Um, so it was just, you know, awesome to, to see St. Louis, like, come out and support such an historic event as, you know, as Mardi Gras is. So, yeah, it was great. Harrison, uh, shortened spring training. How has this gone for you, and do you feel ready for Thursday afternoon? I mean, you know, quite honestly, putting everything aside, you know, you always prepare your mind, and, you know, you never want to panic. So, regardless of the length of spring training this year, I know we're all prepared. I know I'm certainly prepared mentally, and that's really most important. You know, you could feel really, really good one day physically, and, maybe not really understand how or why you had success maybe. And other days, you know, you feel amazing and you just don't have success. So it really is kind of random, but constant always has to be the, the mental preparation and, you know, the mental intention behind everything you do on that field. So from that aspect, we're absolutely ready. You had to deal with, obviously, the rib injury last year. You've had some stuff over the years. Are you better now? I guess you almost have to be better now at playing when you don't feel 100%. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I really was hurt all of last year. Whether it was just a sore flexor tendon or, you know, my ribs happening after a freak injury. But, you know, again, I just have a tremendous, um, you know, medical staff surrounding me that helped me every step of the way, you know, and getting ready to go out there and play nine innings. And I have my teammates' support. So, um, yeah, you might be a little dinged up. But, you know, when you have such good teammates and you're surrounded by such professionals, on the medical side, you really you really can't fail. So, um, So, yeah. Well, Harrison, it didn't impact your performance at all. Obviously, a gold glove winner. And I don't think we've spoken to you since then. So first of all, congratulations. That's amazing. But second of all, I, I was reading an article last night where you were saying that great defense is absolutely contagious and that you talked about having the guys around you be so great that it one, it elevates your level of play. I'm just curious, is there any sort of internal competitions that you guys have from a defensive standpoint where you guys try to push one another? We speak to Adam Wainwright every week. And I remember last season he talked to us about little contests that the pitching staff might have about getting the first strike or things like that. Is there any way that you guys kind of push one another from a, con- a contest standpoint? Yeah, I mean, the pitchers definitely do have some fun contests that they engage in, you know, in spring training. They do a lot of PFP work and everything. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, from from just like everybody else in the field that isn't a pitcher, you know, I think the competition is really just, 
not really spoken of. It's more of just a standard by which we operate, you know. Um, you know, those guys on the infield are, I mean, constantly, constantly, constantly taking ground balls, putting their bodies in different positions to make good throws, you know, to whoever's receiving it, whether it's the turn double player, you know, Goldie over at first. Um, you know, Nolan's just takes so many hard ground balls and, you know, some soft ground balls where his body is just moving all over the place and his his body control. I mean, I think a lot of it is really just the standard. Um, we kind of compete and who can make the most, um, who can make the most routine plays without making an error all season. You know, I think that's like a, something we don't necessarily talk about. It's just kind of a given, you know, and obviously the diving plays and all the great plays are, are nice. Don't get me wrong, but you know, good defense is about making every single routine play and not giving up extra bases at all, ideally at all. Um, and, you know, when you have everybody on the field that just takes so much care and focus, it helps us win. Um, and I think defense is absolute um, in the work you put in, and there are a lot of controllable factors. So, um, yeah, you know, we've talked about it a lot of late. <laughs> Harrison Bader is with us on 101 ESPN. Harrison, congratulations on the two-year contract. How much difference does it make for you to know that you're going to be here, that you, you don't have to go to arbitration, that you're going to be able to play the next two years without any of those distractions that the business side of baseball provide? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely reassuring. Um, you know, as you just mentioned, you know, the, the business side, um, you know, I just thought that, the agreement that my camp came to, you know, with, with the Cardinals was one that I was willing to, to kind of gamble on and bet on as there are a number of you know, player incentives and I'd rather bet on myself um, than any arbitration process. And it's not to, you know, be disrespectful in any manner. It's just, if there's one person that can control, you know, gaining the entirety of that um, two-year contract, it really is me and my level of health and, my performance and in, in gaining, you know, those plate appearances and games played. So, um, you know, I'm always willing to bet on myself and, um, and yeah, you know, in terms of like what it changes for me day to day, it changes nothing. You know, the Cardinals organization is always about having as many winning players as possible on a roster. And I've always, you know, considered myself to be a winning player. I've always trained to be a winning player. So, you know, it is nice to get the two year thing, but it, it means more than that to me. You know, it just, it really just gets things out of the way. I can solely just focus on one thing on my plate, and that's continuing to be that winning player for the Cardinals. And hopefully after this one, there'll be a, another one down the road. And we'll get to that winning player comment in a few moments. But you have been, are, and now will be the senior member of the outfield. And last year when we talked, you talked about how you, you kind of wanted to take a leadership role with Dylan and with Tyler because they hadn't been around. Can you tell us, you mentioned communication, but you've also got your text line going. What what are some of the latest things that you guys talk about on your text conversation among the outfielders? <laughs> I mean, a lot of it just is just some fun stuff. Uh, nothing Nothing too crazy or anything. We really do keep it light. Um, but you know, the, the leadership role thing, you know, I, I think that in my experience, especially in baseball, you know, leaders emerge when situations call on them. You know, I've never wanted to specifically be a leader. I've never wanted to, you know, try and lead. I think that when it happens organically, um, it's most effective. And I think that just simply because of the position I'm in literally on the field physically, you know, the center fielder has to constantly check on his corner outfielders constantly have to be in communication as, you know, I cover a lot of ground and I'm in the middle of the field and I'm opposite, you know, of Yachty. So in, in many ways, it's like the reverse catcher. So um, I think that that role just emerges because of, you know, the situation. Um, 
And, you know, it's, it's, it's one where you just have to take the, the bull by the horns. Um, you know, you can't be a church mouse out there. You know, you got to be loud. You got to be willing to scream. You got to be <clears throat> willing to do things that sometimes have nothing to do with me. You know, the ball could be down the corner and, or maybe he's receiving a fly ball and, you know, I'm, I'm now his set of eyes as he's focusing on making the play. So all these little things that just, you know, make their jobs easier um, is, is something that is now on my plate. So just stepping into that and, and being as good of a teammate as I possibly can for them, regardless of my own personal success is something that I just will always continue to work on. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, there, there definitely are some leadership aspects of being a center fielder, but I definitely haven't seek them out. Um, it's just something that the, that the job calls for. Well, Harrison, if you were going to seek them out, I can't imagine that you would have a, a richer group of guys to learn from. When I look at that clubhouse, the leadership in that clubhouse is off the charts. When you have Albert Pujols now returning to the Cardinals, Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, just to even name a few. That's an incredible group of guys that are resources for you and that can be mentors to you as well. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you just said, and I would echo that in saying that. You know, 2022 is just going to be a great year from that aspect. Um, there's always learning to be done. There's, there's always things that you can pick up on. Um, and sometimes those things, you know, they they come in waves. And, and this year, you know, we have a, a, a large wave, if you will, um, of just tremendous um, experience, both on and off the field in Albert. Um, and, and his addition to this clubhouse is one that I, I'm, I'm very excited about. Um, and just the type of leader, you know, he's been, and, and from what I've heard, I mean, like you said, it doesn't get better on the show. So I'm just excited to just soak it all up, and I'm really just excited to see what 22 has in store for the birds. Um, okay, one more thing about the gold glove, Harrison. i got to circle back to that. I was reading an article uh, that John Denton wrote last night, and you talked about seeing that gold patch on your glove. You said it's a cool aesthetic look that you notice it during games and you kiss it at night. So what's the routine? Is it on your nightstand? Is it a little ritual you do before you go to bed? Tell us about how you kiss it at night. <laughs> Honestly, I think that was slightly taken out of context. I meant more <laughs> like, you know, like if I have a night game, um, you know, Part of my routine now is after, you know, whatever I do, I do. I just give it a little peck. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, listen, I just, yeah, I think, I think it's nice to just take a split second, you know, maybe every day when I put that glove on to remind myself of, of the hard work. And if anything, it's just a, you know, a, a precursor to what's to come. Um, you know, it's nice to reflect on, on the hard work you've done. But in my opinion, it really doesn't mean anything if you can't back it up. Um, or maybe it just doesn't mean as much. So. Again, you know, you never arrive in this game. Um, you know, you're always trying to get better. You're always trying to learn. So um, I'm just going to continue to do that. And maybe one day the, the color will change and it'll be platinum. But um, who knows? You know, I've, I have no idea what's in store. We'll see. Hey, Harrison, one last thing. And I gave you the stat when we were at that golf event. But I want to ask you from a different perspective. If I tell you that a player last year – when he played, his team was 61 and 40. And when he didn't play, his team was 29 and 32. 21 games over 500 when the guy plays. The team is three games under when he doesn't play. What does that tell you about that player? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm aware of what you're talking about right now. <laughs> and I'll just, I'll just say this you know, there's, there, there's baseball is, is a team sport. Um, it's a team sport for the guys that are on the field starting that day, it's a team sport for the guys that come in off the bench and it's a team sport 
you know, for all the guys that are behind the scenes, keeping everybody ready and, and locked in. So, yeah, I mean, that, that statistic is nice, but, you know, I, every single night we win or lose, you know, we do it together. Um, and, you know, there's no single individual with the maybe exception of, you know, a pitcher throwing a perfect game and maybe, you know, we had one home run and the other guy threw an almost perfect game, you know. Um, there's really no way that any single individual can carry a team and especially for that long of a stretch. So, um, you know, that statistic is nice. Don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, there, there, there's so many dudes in that clubhouse that contribute mm-hmm. on a nightly basis that, you know, I, that number, as far as I'm concerned, really, it really means nothing, but I, I do appreciate that. That was, that was very kind of you to, to bring up. Well, and you mentioned that you want to wi- be a winning player, and that to me is one of the things that defines a winning player for me is when, especially an important player at an important position, when the team wins when he's there. Hey, we're so excited to have you on the show and can't wait till you're back in town tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have good weather for the workout and then have fun on opening day. It doesn't get any better than opening day in St. Louis, does it? Oh, yeah, no, no doubt about it. I can't wait, and it's going to be a great year for us. All right. Harrison, take care, and have a good one today. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. You too. Thanks. That is the Cardinal Center Fielder, Harrison Bader on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.